Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this either is or will become your favorite podcast. This is Shareable, the podcast so good, you got to tell someone about it. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. In every episode, I talk with someone about the impact that people and technology have had on their career and their lives. So, let's get to it. Hey everybody, it's Jeff and I'm back with another episode of Shareable, but this is a bonus episode. So as you know, we are on our season one to season two break, but in the interim, I met someone who is entirely too cool not to share with you. So on the line with me today, I have Lindsay Adamson. She is an international speaker, success coach, and an author of the book, The Six Steps for Turning Your Passion into Profit. She caught my attention immediately. Her company is The Lifestyle Millionaire, and within a few minutes, she talked to me about this idea of a lifestyle-driven form of entrepreneurship, something that I know a lot of my listeners are super interested in, uh, something I am personally very interested in. And um, when she said that you don't have to wait to retirement or wait until you're 60 or whatever to live the life of your dreams, I said, well, you're coming on the show and we're going to talk about it. So Lindsay, thank you for coming on to Shareable. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah. Well, okay. So for the uh, the first thing people are going to need to know is where are you in the world at this very moment? Because I know that that can sometimes be a tricky question from week to week. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now I'm actually two hours northeast of Toronto in beautiful cottage country. I'm actually just sitting here staring out the window at a beautiful lake, flowers, trees. It's amazing being in nature. I just got back from a month in Thailand. So I'm just here spending a little bit of time near my family. Super cool. So, um, you know, the first thing a lot of people are going to think of, um, before we get too deep into anything, you know, when you, when you talk about a lifestyle business and you talk about building an online business and having, you know, the ability to be flexible in where you spend your time, not being tied to a location, a lot of people are immediately going to think of someone like Tim Ferriss. So mm -hmm. where, where was your kind of early influence in deciding to get into this world of building online businesses? Um, was it first focusing on the people that you wanted to help, or was it first trying to focus on the type of lifestyle you wanted to lead? That's a really good question. It actually stemmed from both. Um, the main influence on wanting to create this kind of lifestyle was actually just living on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. For eight years, I was uh, the national sales director for one of Canada's largest direct sales companies. And I worked seven days a week, 18 hours a day with no days off, really money hungry and success hungry for eight years. And I was building this wealth, but I had no time to do anything else. And I was obsessed with success, but every other part of my life suffered. I had a hard time keeping up my relationships. I didn't get time to do the things that I wanted to do. And it really affected my life. And I was really young then. So um, I left that position when I was 26. And I then spent two years in Costa Rica having all the time in the world, but not having anything built up 
that could be generating me wealth while I was living there. And so when I moved back to Toronto a year ago, I really wanted to be able to blend both lifestyles while I pursued my biggest purpose, which is helping people to transform. I've been really good at that in my old position at my old company, and I wanted to be able to do it on my terms and be able to teach the content that really resonates with me that I really have an expertise in. And so to answer your question, it really came from both a step. It stemmed from wanting to be able to live life on my terms and wanting to be able to help people and show them how to do the same thing. So where did that come from? You know, so there are, you know, if you go on social media, I spend a lot of time on social media. It's partly my business. I see some really horrible, selfish people out there and you made a commitment to actually spend some of your time helping other people and helping them to live a lifestyle of their dreams. Where did that come from? Where did that start? Was that a family sort of thing? Was it, um, you know, a realization, something to do with your faith and spirituality kind of, where does that desire to come in and help people come from? Definitely a blending of all those things. I have an amazing family and I have some amazing parents who instilled some really great qualities into me when I was a kid. And they always taught us to give back from the age of, you know, probably like two or three as, as young as I can actually remember. They always had us volunteering, doing charity work and making donations and stuff. So definitely stemmed from that. But um, part of it is actually a selfish reason. I feel the happiest and the most fulfilled when I'm helping other people. And so for me, it feeds me to be able to help others. And so it all really kind of stems together. I believe that, you know, you've heard this before, but I truly believe that you can't be successful until you've helped others become successful yourself. I dig that. That's, that's, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that sort of a philosophy. So I want to, uh, I want to kind of dig into a little bit of your methodology, your style, the way that you go about doing things. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people really fantasize about this life of being able to build an online business and generate some form of passive income, be able to work from anywhere. Um, You know, even if you're doing live coaching and you're actually putting in the time, you still have a lot more flexibility when you build this kind of a lifestyle business. So talk to me a little bit about... um, some of the misconceptions that are out there, because I think when I, when I see what's out there, it seems like everybody is starting a, a, an online business and doing webinars and doing all this, and they started from nothing, and now they're building you know six figures a month. Can you take some of the the you know kind of BS and hype away from it and talk about the real practical what it looks like to build an online business and how you get started? Absolutely, I would love to share that with you because. Just like you said, there's so much hype and BS out there. Every day I'm on Facebook, um, like you, it's a big part of my of my work. And I see people who are writing things that are just not true. And I'll actually private message them and ask them, you know, how much are you actually making per month? And in, in, the, in fact, they're actually working a full-time nine-to-five job and only doing this for a couple hours a day and then like making it look like it's their whole world. And so the first misconception that I'll, that I'll bring to light is that it's not easy. And when I start working with people before I'll even take a penny from them, I make them know that it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be overnight. You know, they say that you work hard for 15 years and then you become an overnight success. 
And I find that funny, but it has a lot of truth to it. Oh, that sucks. I heard 10 years. So is it up to 15 (laughs) now? Damn it. Apparently. But it's not easy. So that's the first misconception. And if you look at any of my courses that I offer, I will always do an intro video where I'll say, this is not going to be an easy process. There's going to be days when you want to rip your hair out. There's going to be days when you want to jump for joy and celebrate. There's going to be days when you wake up and you don't feel like doing it. There's going to be days when you can't wait wait to wake up and start doing it. You're going to go through all the spectrum of emotions. But although it won't be easy, it'll definitely be worth it because – even though it doesn't help, it doesn't happen overnight. I have created a system where in six to 12 months, you, you can leave your job and start doing this from your laptop, wherever you want to be. You're not going to, you know, start working for three months and just become a millionaire, but it is very doable. If you're willing to put in a lot of hard work and dedication and dedicate almost all your time to it for the next six to 12 months. Um, Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to say, so there, I have like, I have so many questions about this whole space and I know a lot of the people that listen to the show and people I've spoken to, this is, this is a big area where they're really curious. So I'm going to try and be the conduit for questions that some of the listeners might be thinking, uh, because mm-hmm. I, I'm also thinking them. So I think the first thing is, um, really talking about it being worth it, right? So you said it, it won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. So I mm-hmm. often have these pipe dreams of just, you know, building out a plan and, and kind of getting rid of everything else to go into this sort of a, a new lifestyle. I think the first thing that I'm curious about is what is the success rate of this of people that go into it? Because not everybody is going to be, you know, um, a runaway success. There's going to be some people who kind of limp along at it. You know, you've worked with a number of different people. You know, how often do people actually make it really big versus, you know, this is something where – it's kind of a lateral step. They have a little bit better lifestyle, but maybe not the runaway success they've been thinking of. That's a really good question because a big part of my, my coaching is that what is your version of success? Because not everyone's version of success is becoming a millionaire, driving a Lamborghini and having a Rolex watch. And I think that that's such a big part of our society and what is you know, put into light. Like if you want to be successful, you need to be this uber rich person living in a 10,000 square foot house, driving around in your sports car and living the life. So part of what I work with, with my clients, first of all, is actually defining, you know, what is your dream lifestyle? Aside from what you've been taught in school, taught from your parents, taught from society, what would you need to be truly happy and fulfilled on a consistent basis in your life. And then I kind of rig it because I want to have a hundred percent success rate with my clients. And I know that not everyone is the kind of person who can be successful running their own show. And so I'm very selective with who I'll work with because I need to work with people who are really, really driven and motivated, who have what it takes to create this kind of lifestyle. And so I'll always have at least one or two conversations with people and ask them a lot of questions because I find that anyone can say that it, that they'll do whatever it takes to become successful. But the difference between what people say and what people do is very different. And so if someone's willing to go all in and go to bat 
I will absolutely do the same for them. And I will put a hundred percent of my heart and soul into our work together. So I'm very choosy with who I'll work with. And so if you want to talk about numbers with who is actually able to step up and take on this kind of lifestyle and be really successful with it in their own version of success, everyone that I decide to work with and I won't work with everyone. And so you know, for me, it's really important that I have big wins. And so I want to work with the people who also feel that way, who really, really, really want to go all into what they're doing. And those are the people who are going to be truly successful with it. Awesome. So next questions I have about it. And I, and I think that that's a great way of doing it. If you establish who your ideal customer is and, and what they're willing to put in for it, and you really do the due diligence to find out if what they're trying to do is realistic relative to the amount of work they're going to do, you're going to have yes. a higher success rate. So I think that's a great um, great way to approach it. Um, when you're looking at how to – when you're going to work with people, you talked about kind of looking to somewhat rig it by, by – uh, setting up the conditions where you know that you can have big wins with people. Are there any assumptions you need to make when working with people or, or things that people need to go com- uh, need to know coming into it? Sort of like, um, you know, I'll need to live in Thailand for six months or Cambodia uh, for five months in order to deal with the arbitrage of, of being able to subcontract things and, and make my money in the U.S. and et cetera, et cetera. Right, is there any sort of a sort of cost of admission to be able to move into this sort of a lifestyle or can people really stay where they are and just slowly but surely move themselves to a new lifestyle? I think at first they need to stay where they are because if you think you'll sign up for a coach and then all of a sudden be able to move to Hawaii and start living there tomorrow and just magically have the money and time to do so, that would be a pipe dream. Um, At first, you know, it it always takes a little bit of sacrifice. You know, you might not be able to go out to the bar on Friday and Saturday nights and wake up hungover on Sundays. Um, You might not be able to just spend your days shopping and doing all these things. It it takes some time and some sacrifice at the beginning to really grind it out, put time, sweat and tears into it and really get a really well established platform for what you're trying to create a strong foundation And that's what allows you to live the life that you want to live a few months down the road. But at first, you know, it, so it would be kind of be the opposite of what you asked. (laughs) It it wouldn't be necessary to go off and go somewhere. It, It would really be important to stay where you are and really just get yourself focused, lay a strong foundation. And then that sets the tone for the rest of your work down the line. Awesome. Good. Cause I, I'm sure that there, you know, anybody who's read four hour work week is thinking, Oh, well, you know, if I move to Costa Rica and drop my cost of living and then, you know, I put out an ebook and like, there's, there's all of these sort of commonly mm-hmm. held assumptions about how this, uh, how this sort of thing would play out of building an online business and having lifestyle you want, but really it's based upon what somebody believes to be their version of success. So I guess, you know, relative to that and a lot of the assumptions that are out there, Um, A lot of people would assume that to build this sort of an online business and do this, that there are certain kind of standard methods to get there, right? Like there's the webinar and coaching version. There's the, um, you know, uh, ebook, uh, drip sequence product kind of way of doing it. Are there, you know, how many different ways can you kind of uh, slice this apple to get where you're trying to go? I mean, is it kind of a standardized process 
you know, relative to the techniques and the tactics, or is or are there a lot more options out there than I think people realize? There's definitely more options out there than people realize. And if you try to put everyone into one box, it's not going to work for everyone and it's not going to make everyone feel happy or fulfilled. Um, Definitely, I have a major focus with my coaching on creating online businesses because I personally don't have experience with brick and mortar. But um, in regards to online, there's so many different ways to do it. And you know as well as I do that things change quickly in the digital world. And so it's important to stay on top of how things work. And me personally, I'm always trying to learn more and more every single day so that I can stay on top of those things and so that I can test things out and make mistakes that my clients don't have to. Um, My methodology is to make all the mistakes first that they don't have to, um, to try things out, to be adventurous, risk-taking and playful with things online so I can really get a handle of what's going to work and what's not going to work. But they have options, you know, and it's part of being an entrepreneur, just being willing to try things and learn things and grow so that you know what works for you personally and what avenue you want to take. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned mistakes there. And I want to mm-hmm. I want to go down that rabbit hole just a little bit because, um, you know, I I'm very much the same way that in my business it's very important that I try and break the internet so that my clients can't. Um, yeah, and I'm, exactly. And, and I'm sure that you're very much the same way that you try out different tactics and techniques and maybe you start up little side projects to test things out. Um, but a lot of people that are trying to go into this sort of, um, they're trying to get to the outcome of the coaching that you provide. What are some of the mistakes that people tend to make when they don't actually adhere to a program or have the coaching or the guidance? What are some of the most common mistakes people make when, let's say, they're trying to build, let's go with like an online course. They're building an online business, trying to build an online course. What's one of the bigger mistakes that you think people make in the beginning? I thought of one big mistake right when you asked me that question. And I would say the biggest mistake that people make is a lack of patience and a lack of focus. And so they, they see that, okay, it's possible to make a lot of money on the internet. Everyone's doing it. So I want to do it too, but I don't know exactly how to do it because I've never done it before. And I don't have $10,000 to hire a really professional coach. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign up for as many free offers as I can. And I'm going to take my attention here and then over here and then over there and then over here. And they literally are like a mouse running around a maze because they're trying to go in 10 or 15 different directions and try out all these different things at once. And nothing works because they can't just laser focus on one thing and put their time and attention and energy into it. And so what I would say is decide one direction that you're going to take to start out. Focus all of your time and attention and energy and love on it and really just grind away at it. And obviously tweak it and change it as you need to, as you see what works and what doesn't work. But don't sign up for seven different coaching packages and don't sign up for eight different courses. I've been down that route. And actually, that's what it's taken for me to actually learn what I needed to learn. I've done, you know, 17, 18 different things. And that was the mistake that I made. Um, If I had have really just 
focused on working with one solid person, I, I'm sure I would have been a lot farther ahead of where I am now. And so I don't want other people to make that mistake. So I would say laser focus is so key. And then, you know, later down the line, once you have a solid income coming in from one income stream, then yes, add other income streams. But at the beginning, if you want to make money online, you need to be really good at doing one or two things. So let's back up one step before that. People, mm-hmm. people often jump online and, and so they'll, they'll have a course idea or they'll have, you know, uh, some sort of a, a piece of software or something and they'll put it up online and they kind of start from, I have a good idea without really talking to anyone or doing any research. They're just like, I think this is what the market needs. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like one option. Another option is that people just start looking around anywhere where, you know, you had mentioned, um, kind of the idea of people looking around everyone trying all these different things. What about the step before that of deciding even what it is that you want to do online? What kind of a business you want to start? Where would you suggest people start in terms of their thinking or in their research to determine, you know, what to do outside of, you know, I mean, obviously working with a coach, you go through that entire process of discovering, you know, what are your interests? What are your skills? You know, is there a market for that? All, you know, here are the different options, but somebody who's maybe trying to do it on their own, What's something that they could do to determine where to even start before building an online business? The advice that I would give is so insanely simple, but it's something that nobody does. And I tell this to people all the time. It's my little secret, but it is just so simple and stupid that when I say it, you're going to be like, uh, okay. (laughs) Um, What I would say is it's so, 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 so important to truly get in touch with what you really want. And we have so many people around us every single day who want to give us advice, who are not qualified at all to give us advice. We have the media and the news and social media and our parents and our school and our teachers and our peers. And it's so hard to quiet all of that noise. And so my advice would be, To get in a room by yourself, distraction-free, with no phone, no TV, no internet, just yourself and a piece of paper and a pen, and get quiet and just start writing down what it is that you want for your life, what are your goals, you know, what are your interests, what are you passionate about, not the things that you're kind of sort of interested in, but the things that you dreamed about doing when you were a kid, the things that keep you up at night, the things that wake you up in the morning, excited to get out of bed. What are those things that we've been pushing aside in the name of making money and really get in touch with what are your goals and what are your interests and then reverse engineering it. What is a business that will complement that lifestyle that you want? And with my clients, I always take them through a process of choosing the passion that they will pursue And it has to qualify with three criteria. And if it doesn't fit all three, it's not something that they can pursue. It needs to be something that they're really good at doing. It needs to be something that they absolutely love doing. And it needs to be something that can have a real potential for making profit. And so I always use this example, but they could absolutely love knitting and be really good at it. But if they're going to just sit around selling knitted hats and sweaters, it's going to take them a really long time before they're able to support themselves with that lifestyle. Unless they're really talented. 
<laughs> if they're really talented, I don't know. Then maybe. <laughs> I mean, a good but, knitted hat is great in the winter. <laughs> but, you know, in this age of being addicted to our smartphones and all of this other stuff, when was the last time that you can honestly say you sat by yourself with just a piece of paper and a pen without any other distractions around you and just wrote down what you want? Most people can't even remember the last time they did that. But if you can do that, it, it, it's the first step to getting really clear on what you want. And sure, you could just scour through the internet, find something you're good at and pretty interested in and start a business and make money from it. You can do that. But if you set a strong foundation by having a really clear mind and a really solid mindset and a really clear definition about what you want, it's a lot easier to go out and get it. I love it. That's awesome. And, and hopefully that gives people pause to actually stop running into things so blindly and, mm-hmm. and really take that time and think about it. And I, and I love your, your three-part formula because really without any leg of that stool, it's going to fall over. And it's not going to be a very good business. I think a big mistake that people make is going into things that they're good at, that they know have the potential to be profitable. But then when they start going through any obstacles or twists and turns in the road, they're very quick to move on to the next thing. And they start getting this thing where every six to 12 months, they start something new and they're really excited about it for a while. But then when they start going through challenges, they give up. And because the missing piece there is that they don't actually love what they're doing. They're not super passionate about it. They're just good at it. And they're, they see it as something that can make them money. But those are not the people that become uber successful. The people that become uber successful are the ones who get obsessed about what they're doing. And you don't get obsessed about what you're doing without being passionate about it. 100% true. I completely, I completely buy that. 100%. Um, so let's talk specifically about your, your method regarding building online businesses. You and I talked a little bit briefly before we got onto this podcast where we talked a little bit about technology and how that fits into your equation. So you're helping people build online businesses, but everything we've talked about so far is about people and what's inside of them, their work ethic, their commitment, their vision, uh, their belief all of these sort of things that have absolutely nothing to do with the device that's in their hand or the, the you know, uh, ability to use the internet. Talk to me a little bit about how technology impacts our ability to do this. Does it, is it the sort of thing where um, if you can't adopt, if you can't adapt to the technology that you're kind of out of it? So you know, what if we have somebody who's on the older side, maybe hasn't grown up with technology? Are they, if they're not comfortable with technology, are they omitted from being able to build this lifestyle? And if there's somebody younger who's more fluent with technology, does that give them the edge? Where does tech fit into your philosophy around building these online businesses, these lifestyle entrepreneur businesses? Definitely technology is a very important part of the equation because the whole focus is that if you want to be able to live anywhere in the world and do your work, you need to be able to bring your laptop or your smartphone or your tablet with you and be able to do all your work from that device. But that being said, yes, of course, if you're this amazing technological guru, you might have an advantage over the person that hasn't grown up with technology, but I don't think that it's the only piece of the equation. And so it's funny that you ask that because I personally am not all that technical 
technologically inclined, as I mentioned to you before we started this podcast. Um, I am no technological guru and I didn't grow up learning to code or any of this stuff. In fact, um, if you had have met me 12 months ago and you had have asked me what a sales funnel is, I would have had no idea. And so I've been able to build this entire lifestyle for myself in under one year. And that's with making tons of mistakes that I've learned um, better solutions to now. And so that's why I feel so confident about this type of lifestyle that almost anyone can do it with the right mindset. And that's why I focus so much on talking about the foundational steps, because I truly think if you have those in the right place, that the technology isn't an obstacle for you. Now, when we create businesses, it's really important to learn when we need to do things ourselves and when we need to outsource. And so if you're someone who's really, um, really has a lot of stress and anxiety over technology, like I used to, then maybe you would need to hire someone to build your website or to build your sales funnel or whatever piece of the puzzle that you can't figure out at this very moment. And so I'll tell you guys what happened with me I had extreme anxiety over the technological side of things. Um, And I ended up at the beginning outsourcing. But what happened was I didn't hire the right people. And for example, I hired someone to build my website who was a friend that I personally thought I trusted who just totally dropped the ball, was going through some personal stuff in his life and just didn't deliver at a really crucial time when I needed it ready. And I was forced to go and try and do it myself and I learned how to do it with with pretty great results and I obviously learned to tweak and adapt it and I got some help to make it better um, but a similar kind of thing happened with my sales funnels. I, I hired someone to do it. They did a great job for me but in the process of them doing it, I learned how to do it on my own and I created a whole new sequence um, with just a little bit of help from some friends. And so you don't have to be a, an expert at absolutely everything at the beginning because where you lack, there's lots of resources out there for you. Um, like, for example, the website Fiverr, I've done, I've hired some people on that website before. If you haven't heard of it, it's a place to get any of this stuff built for you at very reasonable prices. And there's reviews there so you can see who to work with, who not to work with. But you can get a website built there. You can get um, video promotions, um, anything, you name it, really, you can get built there technology-wise. But there's so many great resources out there. Um, So I feel like I'm rambling a bit now. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. It's (laughs) it's awesome because if there are are people out there who are thinking to themselves, I, I think you hit it right on the head. You gave, I think, great answer to that is that, you don't have to necessarily be technologically inclined. There are resources out there. I think Fiverr is a great resource. We use that a lot. Uh, it's also just a great way to leverage your time rather than sitting there and, and creating an infographic and trying to piece it together in PowerPoint. You can go to Fiverr mm-hmm. and you can get it built for 35 bucks. So it just yeah. makes your life so much easier. And then Upwork, you know, and then there's there's all the other places where you can outsource that sort of work. Um, so So spot on. Um, the, the next place I want to go with you is, you know, you, you have built this business for yourself really within the year uh, on the back of, you know, a a whole lot of additional work. Um, and if you look at the amount of time you've put into it, you know, it's not just an average year that said in that time, you've been working with people, you've done things yourself, you have clients, 
you're granted this isn't like a 15 year career that you're looking back on but in the time that you've been doing this and working with people and the successes you've seen and the things you've seen go right and wrong what's one of the big lessons that looking back you wish you knew when you first started this out because it would have made your clients lives easier or your lives easier what's one of those lessons that you would kind of pass along that be food for thought for people getting into it things aren't as scary as they seem. <laughs> um, I think that so often we get so desperate for success that we kind of run around and look for solutions anywhere we can find them. And sometimes you hire people when you didn't really need to, when you could have figured it out yourself, but you just, you just really want progress and you really want to see results and you're scared that you might screw it up because you've never done it before. So I would say, don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't be afraid to just jump in and try things. And if you then fail and you've tried again, you fail again, failure is a great teacher. And the people who are the most successful are often the ones who have failed the most times because they've learned the most to be able to move forward. And so I would say um, at the beginning of the process, Try a lot of things out yourself and try to learn all you can and try to make as many mistakes as you can so that you can learn a lot at the beginning so that later down the line when it really counts and when there's a lot of money on the line, you don't make those mistakes. Um, and I did a lot of that at the beginning, but I wish I had taken on even more myself instead of hiring so many people to do the technological things because I've discovered now that you don't have to freak out about it, that I can do these things on my own. And it's really empowering, actually. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think you've given us a wealth of things to think about. Um, I could definitely talk with you for hours and hours and hours, but I also know that um, you know people uh, like our episodes to be within a certain amount of time, but I would love to have you back and, and get much more granular about um, certain processes, maybe in season two. But in the interim, it was, it was great having you on. I want to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions and then give you a little bit of time to just talk about what you're working on, how people can get in touch with you and all that sort of good jazz. So are you ready for some That's rapid good. fire questions? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, cool. These, these are brand new rapid fire questions. Uh, we, we had some rapid fire questions we were using in season one. And because this is in between, I'm going to, you're, you're the first person I'm testing out the new rapid fire questions on. So here we go. Who's your okay. favorite? Who's your favorite rapper? Fifty Cent. Nice. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. <gasps> I'm gonna let that go. Uh, where can I get the best sandwich in the world, and what is on it? Oh my God, um, Italy, and I would say uh, the Caprice, the Caprice uh, sandwich with like um, cheese, basil, tomato. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Pick one living in Denmark, selling ice cream or living in New York as a waiter or waitress. Oh, I'd say New York. That'd be exciting. Cool. You're walking down the street and you find a duffel bag. You look inside and there's $10,000 in it. What do you do with it? The first thing that came to my mind is go on top of the empire state building and just make it rain cash. Oh, I love that answer so much. I don't know if anyone's going to talk that. Okay. Assuming that money is no object and you have ample space, how many dogs is too many dogs? Six. I'm looking after four this week. It's a real handful. Nice. Okay. Pick one. Skydiving or sitting in a room isolated from the world for three days? Skydiving. I can't wait to do it. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Last two. 
You walk up to a bar and the bartender asks you for your drink order. What do you order? Uh, kombucha. I, I don't really drink, so um, I, I'm obsessed with kombucha. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Yeah, I love kombucha, but that would be hilarious to watch you order that at a bar. Okay, <laughs> final question. This one's confronting. Assuming that you could not die peacefully in your sleep, how would you want to go out? Oh, my God. I would say, like, jump, like jumping off some really, like, high point and like flying for a while. And then like, they say you die before you hit the ground. Hopefully that's right. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I've thought about that and I think, um, I would have a similar answer, but I would try and, um, you know, the superhero, uh, landing where they like punch the ground and like, like that sort of thing. I think I would probably try and do that. Anyway, that's, <laughs> it's morbid yet cool. Um, so you were nice enough to come on and spend some time with me. It has been fabulous talking with you. I would definitely love to have you back, but I want to give you this chance at the end of the show to just talk about yourself, what you're working on, where people can go to get involved, how they can help you, whatever it is. The show is yours right now. Completely up to you. Go nuts. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for all your awesome questions. First of all, What I'd really love to talk to you guys about is um, the brand new program that I'm just launching this week. Uh, It's called the Ultimate Success Blueprint Program. And it's a six-month group online program that you can do at your own pace with lots of support and important information. And it's actually for anyone who is wanting to quit their job within the next six or 12 months and start their own online business. And I wanted just to talk to you guys about why I created it. Basically, when I started out this process a year ago, um, I started out hiring a coach, which, which got me to a certain level and got me some amazing opportunities. But I found a lot of blank spaces and holes in the process that I still needed information on before I could move to, to the next level. And I found that I had to find that information in 17 or 18 different places and spend a lot of money and a lot of time searching out the answers to these questions. And it was really frustrating for me that there's so much information out there, but you have to go to so many different places to get it. And so I created this course for the version of me 12 months ago with everything that I would have needed to know to create a successful online business all in one place. And so it's something that you can do while you're still working at your at your current job to build a safety net for you so that you can make a responsible decision in six or 12 months down the road once you're making an income from this new business to then transition into this lifestyle that I've been speaking about with Jeff. And you can feel that you're not just making this irresponsible decision that one day you're going to quit and then all of a sudden you have to figure out how to start making money next week. I find a lot of people aren't willing to take those kind of risks. They want to have that safety net and they want to have that coach to support them and hold them accountable. And also they want to have that community of like-minded people on a similar path so that that when they transition away from their job and, you know, maybe lose contact with some of their friends there, that they have this amazing support system on the other side, just waiting for them to help them transition into this new life. And so if you guys want to get in contact with me about that, you can actually take the first class for free 
And you can find that on my website, thelifestylemillionaire.com. And you can get access to that first lesson to see if it might be for you. Then we can hop on the phone and you can ask me any other questions that you might have about the course. But if you're someone who's a real go-getter, who's driven, who has big dreams, this would be the course for you. If you're someone who likes to answer to someone else and you need someone else telling you what to do, then it's probably not the route for you. But I'm really excited about it, and I really can't wait to really just create new success stories and help people to transform because that's really like what juices me up. That's what gets me high in life, helping people transform and feel progress and feel that happy, fulfilled version of themselves. So I'm really excited about it, and I hope that uh, you guys will come check it out because it's an amazing course, and I'm really proud of it. Very cool. And we're going to put all of that in the show notes uh, so that people can link directly from Shareable and get right to that, uh, right to those pages, right to be able to sign up, right to be able to contact you, all that sort of stuff. So I'll make sure that uh, that we we get all of that information and put it on there and put it in the show notes. Amazing. Thank you. Lindsay, you've been a kick-ass guest. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, like I said, uh, we'll talk more about season two of Shareable and how you might be able to come on and actually go real deep with us on on maybe some of the online course stuff or maybe, you know, uh, any of those other pieces of building an online business. So we'll, we'll have to see about that. But for all of you out there listening, we love you so much and we miss you desperately in our uh, – gap between season one and season two but trust me we are not sleeping we are thinking about you we are trying to put together the best damn season two possible so please keep listening tell your friends about this show because we put a lot of time and effort into it and we find great people like Lindsay to come on and drop that knowledge on you season two is going to be all about deep dives and master classes and you're going to learn so much from shareable this season in season two so definitely keep coming back this episode if if you were to ask me i think this episode was shareable That was so much fun. I can't even believe the guests that we get. I mean, can you believe the guests that we get? I can, actually. I schedule them. Awesome. Well done. Well, this episode for me was an absolute blast, and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it. But now that we're in this fun little outro, what should people do next? Hmm. I think they should check us out on iTunes. Definitely go check us out on iTunes. And when you get there, subscribe, drop us a review, and then what's that one last thing we want them to do? Share the episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's in the name. So please share this episode. Tell everyone you know. And we'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Bye.